going on, everybody? Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chinsy and Chi. We got another big SEC matchup this week. Uh, we didn't have a uh, recap because we didn't have a, have a whole lot to recap last time. We're going to cover a little bit of that game and talk about uh, uh, Mizzou this weekend, so a big SEC East matchup. Um, how is how, uh, how you doing, Chi? How, how is everything since last time we spoke? Hey, I'm doing well, doing well. We got to spend a lot of time together on Friday night. Uh, I didn't see you because you were you were up with the big wigs up in the uh, up in the the booth. Not the booth. You were up in the uh, suite, if you will, closed in the skybox, drinking uh, a little bit of Woodford Reserve, from what I understand. So uh, we didn't get to see each other on Saturday, but you know, <laughs> we, we prepared I, at least we had some good time on Friday. We did. Right, right, yeah, right. We, we, we did. We, we, we did. prepared. We prepared ourselves, and we were. We got we got caught up and made sure we were ready for the ready for the, for the game. And um, the only reason I got to sit up there is because none of the big wigs actually showed up, and so <laughs> I just kind of stole my spot and got in there. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was fun. It was fun. So um, well, it doesn't matter how you get in there; just the fact that you're in there. Oh yeah. Oh, I wasn't complaining. I was I was I was quite happy. It was nice to be in the AC, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I literally I literally get off the elevator, and they've just got this uh, this this chili dog bar that you can make like a chili doll like and it was like nice chili too it wasn't like that crappy chili that you get <laughs> on a normal like hot dog <laughs> at a football stadium so it was it god, was that, it was god bless stuff. whoever set that thing up <laughs> oh, i was and then there was cake i'm like what's the last time i had cake at a football game <laughs> this is great <laughs> and uh, woodford never. reserve <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, I can't i can't i can't name a time that that I've had cake at a football game, maybe at a tailgate, definitely at a tailgate at some point, but not at the actual event. So good for you. Let's uh, let's do a little recap here. I mean, I know we both had a, a good day, and I mean, let's be honest, we didn't have anything to worry about. Um, but you know, I think we both kind of have some thoughts and uh, some observations and some questions from last weekend. I mean, is there anything that's kind of on your mind from last uh, from the Middle Tennessee game? For me, I, I, it was. It was a good show, and we did the really the same thing we did against Austin P. We wanted to get our young guys in there quick. Um, we didn't play Andrew Thomas, and uh, really gave Cade Mays the opportunity to play the whole game and to get some more playing time in. Uh, a lot of that going on, and I really thought that Fromm threw the ball well. He had a couple of times. He's still kind of holding on to the ball a lot, and and really not. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's. I don't. You may have some thoughts on that, but. I, to me, there's just a couple times every game that he's just held onto the ball, and either he's not he's just not making a decision, or, or he's not just stepping out of the pocket and 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 making a move with his feet. But I, there's just a couple of them. But then the rest of the time, when he's throwing the ball, like I thought he was on the money this game. I felt like he kind of hit his he kind of was was hitting his points again, and he was really throwing the ball well for the most part this game. I didn't really see him. He, he didn't play a ton. Um, Fields played really well too when he got the opportunities to step in. He can throw a dime. Uh, the, when it offensive line, we, we were making some young young mistakes. Uh, Cade had some. We had some holding calls and stuff like that. Some false starts that were just kind of young, uh, immature, uh, inexperienced uh, plays. But really, for the most part, defensively, we shut them down whenever our offense kind of screwed it up, and we had that fumble right in the end zone, um, and they gave them a short field. We got the ball right back, and um, besides that one uh, that one blown play when they scored, I mean, I thought we kept them contained, and uh, Rodrigo's still perfect. Hey, dude, Hot Rod is the man. Talk about a guy who just <laughs> – I mean, I don't think – what was it? Three years ago, whenever was he a freshman? Three years ago, is that correct? I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody expected him to to be what it is now. But the guy's automatic, and you know, knock on as much wood as you can. But the guy has been so impressive, and obviously, like we said earlier in previous episodes, he's really just kind of taking in what Kevin Butler is teaching him, and he's running with it, man. I so something that you mentioned that I want to highlight real quick, and something in my notes as well. I'm really I'm, I I don't want to say I'm concerned about Jake Fromm, but all right. I mean, so just real quick. I mean, if you look at his stats from last game, he was he was ten for twelve for 128 yards. Obviously, that's not the production that we need, but the guy has been pretty dead deadly accurate. 
I mean, and and the, the only thing is, every time he misses a guy, or he has a, a trouble in the pocket, it shows very. I mean, it's bad. And and he only had two incompletions, and they, I mean, were kind of ugly. He had that one long ball against South Carolina that went for the interception, things like that. So these these errant throws that he has, it's like basically just his only incompletions of the day. <laughs> Um, but right now he's he's throwing for eighty percent over the year, uh, and so obviously he's he's got great uh, accuracy, great complete completion percentage. He's got a hell of a QBR right now. But let's be honest, we're gonna have to need we're gonna need some more production out of him. But I am kind of wondering, you know, I'm hoping that he's not regressing in his pocket presence because to me that was something that I thought separated him from Eason, and and against. Against Middle Tennessee, there was a couple times. I mean, the two, the the strip sack that thankfully Ben Cleveland, thankfully the ball got out of the end zone and Ben Cleveland jumped on it. But you can't make that kind of mistake against a, an SEC opponent or anybody that's better than Middle Tennessee. And then his his others, the sack, the other sack that he took later in the ball game. I mean, he could have easily thrown that ball away, and and which is weird because last year I feel like he had such a presence in on in new exactly when he needed to throw the ball away he I I don't I don't want to say he's like trying to force plays but he's not he's just not quite as aware of his surroundings as much as he was last year and I hope I hope that's just kind of a okay we're playing against middle Tennessee trying to make fun things happen but well I was gonna say do you think it's something to do with the um like him just not getting as many snaps with fields coming in and and something along those lines like I, I, I he hasn't played as much and he played most of South Carolina, but he he really hasn't like, over the course of three games he hasn't played a ton. I mean, if we're going to compare him to where we were last season, he hasn't he hasn't played nearly as much because Fields has pretty much played uh, a full game at this point. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if it's just him still getting comfortable and because because to me I, I, when you're kind of saying it's forcing, yeah, I feel like he's trying to make a play when. He know he's got, he's got another down. Like I don't know I, I don't know. That's just kind of kind of been my thoughts on it. But but like you said, he's he's hitting his like what we both said. He's he's hitting his passes. He's throwing the ball well for the most part. I mean, he kind of he corrected a lot of his mistakes from last week. But but yeah, he's got a couple of these head scratchers. It's just like that's not that's not the guy that took us to the national championship. Right. No, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, he is still leading this team he is still playing I mean let's be honest like I said he's got the 80% completion percentage he's still playing well I mean if if there's somebody some other team around the country that's complaining about a quarterback that's playing as well as him it's I don't think there's one that exists but that play that in the end zone he has absolutely got to have better ball management in that situation and I so I went back and watched that play several times over um I was actually watching it the the Sunday morning after the game uh or excuse me after yeah after the game and and you know my wife walked in she's like are you serious are you watching this ball game again so anyway uh i think she got kind of upset with the fact that i re- i rewound that like five different times and you can watch the prote- protection was abysmal though in that situation so it's i'm not trying to deflect any blame to somebody else but charlie werner Cade mays and elijah holyfield all had bad blocks on that on that play but at the same time Fromm's got to be able to step up and release that ball no matter what I don't care if it's middle Tennessee or if Alabama you know he's got to get that ball out also let's just run another running play in that situation (laughs) there's no need to have a quarterback that's backed up in our own end zone well yeah well like you said with with Fromm in the end zone you you know you've got You've got two seconds. Like you got two, three seconds, and you got to get that ball out. I don't know. Like I said, yeah, Caden really missed his block, and and that guy really put put the pressure on him. But yeah, I agree. He had to. You got to make some better decisions. But at the same time, you also said we're 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 being nitpicky. But um, but but he but he showed us last year that he could handle it, and so we just want him to continue to handle it. I mean, some of those plays that he made. I mean, the first play that came comes to mind when we're talking about his pocket presence. Uh, from last year was against Oklahoma whenever he made that big third down uh, he, he kind of ran up into the pocket and then tossed the ball over the middle against Tissoni I mean and then he runs for like you know 10 or 15 yards or so got the first down but those are the kind of plays that we kind of expect from him 
And so against some of these, you know, second-tier pro, uh, programs or third-tier programs in this situation, uh, you, you really expect him to, to never cough that ball up like that. But, I, I you know, I still have plenty of confidence in him, and I don't think they're going to, like, pull him in the first half if he starts to struggle or anything like that. I think South Carolina game really showed that Kirby has the, you know, confidence in him to to come back and, and do do his job and get the, get the job done. And then, uh, so, point that we were talking about in, the, in that play, though, Charlie Werner, though, I, I'll be honest with you, right now, we need Jackson Harris back. He's our best blocking tight end. He's been hurt. I think he's been having a little foot issue. Is that right? Um, he, he's, he's really, we really miss him right now. Charlie Werner, I, you know, I, I think last year he blocked a little bit better. This year he's kind of struggling. Uh, right now, to me, he's more of just a route runner, tight end. Jackson Harris is is definitely our biggest tight end that's not a freshman right now. So I, I really want him to be back, and I want him to, you know, I, I think he's, so from what I read, he's actually not, he's not participating in drills, but I, I think he was fully dressed today in full pads. Um, maybe he might be back this weekend. I really hope so because uh, I'm really missing him on the edge right there to, to kind of seal the edge. No, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I, I think um, as we're kind of getting into more of these SEC games, hopefully that does not get exposed. But was there anything on uh, on, on defense that kind of stood out to you? You know, on defense, we just had we had several times that I felt like we just get got gashed by a running play that we should not have, and and by that I mean there was these runs that we would stop them for one or two yards most of the time whenever they had a running play, but then otherwise, like it would be like a third and ten, and they'd still get eight yards, eight yards, or maybe get the first down. And I don't know if it's just more of a situational thing where we're expecting them to pass. But Middle Tennessee should never have ran for they ran for over 150 yards against us. By comparison, as we all know, South Carolina only ran for what 53 yards, 54 yards. So. You know, I have to think we were doing a lot of substituting. We all know that we had guys coming in and out. I mean, we had we were substituting every single position on defense from probably middle of the first quarter. But at the same time, it doesn't matter who we get plugged in there. We should not be giving up these big gains to a team like Middle Tennessee. Um, but you know, I, defensively, otherwise, I mean, I think we had some. I mean, let's be honest, De- DeAndre Baker. I, I think he should be in the running for the Heisman right now. I mean, I'm not saying be on the short list, but I mean, be, maybe be in the top 20 right now. They don't give any love to defensive players, though. No, no, I, but he's 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 a wall. Like, he can't, you can't get anything over him. You can't get anything around him. And he's gonna he's gonna lay out, and he is gonna talk the smack. And I love just watching him play. <laughs> Everything about it is is so much fun. What was that? Uh, what was that stat we saw last week where he had not? What wouldn't it, like he had not allowed a touchdown against him in coverage since was it the TCU game in 2016? Is the, that right? Yeah, the 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 Liberty Bowl. <laughs> back when back when we uh, played in uh, those kinds of bowls. <laughs> I'm glad we're a different team now. Let's be but honest. I mean, but we're, yeah, like uh, the people don't people don't throw. I mean, people aren't throwing his direction, and when they do, he makes a play. I mean, he'll pick the ball off. Like he's had two big picks uh, this year, but he was there and made the play. But um, he's he's locking them down, and um, I think we're. I think you kind of mentioned this last time, but our our backs like I'm not as concerned with them, which I think is going to transition well into what's coming up this coming week. Uh, coming up this weekend because uh, as much as Drew Locke pisses me off, he is he he can sling the ball. He he's he is a good quarterback, and um, yeah yeah. So uh, I'm 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 happy that our our backs our D backs are are, are are where I think we need them to be, and I think uh, they'll they'll pick on Tyson uh, Campbell a good bit, but I think he'll be able to make the plays we need him to make. Oh, I agree. I agree. Let's uh let's go ahead and address something else from the Middle Tennessee game that we need to talk about. Um, but basically, I, I'll I'll go ahead and prompt it to you. But you know, is, is what's the situation with DeAndre Swift? I mean, how what why 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 was he out? What was he out like after the first quarter or something like that? He didn't have any runs in the second half. I know that. From what I'm hearing, and this makes perfect sense, is he's just not back yet. He's not back from that hamstring injury, and. Uh, 
and it's pretty apparent. I mean, he has not done anything. At the same time, like I said, we're not really giving him the ball. So I don't know if we're just if we're just trying to test him out and see how he's doing or, or what what the thought is there. But I mean, he's not getting as many opportunities, but he's not really making much with what he's got. Um, and I just don't I don't think he's back. We're, we're just not seeing what we're what we're used to. He had the uh, touchdown. He's had his. his the touchdown last week and um but I mean we're just not seeing much out of him and I I I just I feel like there's no way he's 100% back. No, I don't think so. And I and and from what you and I were talking about earlier and what I've read online, I think he's still got somewhat of a hamstring issue. And the funny thing is, you know, of course Kirby's like he's not going to let that get out and I mean he's not going to say that in the press conference. So every time everybody's pressed him about it, he's just been like no, no, he's just, he's not injured. We're just holding him out and things like that, but you know, I have to think it's got to be something other than that. I, I don't think it's just a, you know, voluntarily holding our best running back out to save him for a, a game down the road. I mean, right now, so he's right now he's got 24 carries for 119 yards. He's got that, uh, he had, uh, he has a couple touchdowns, but, you know, he had that one touchdown run against South Carolina. It was a thing of beauty. But, I, you know, if he's, if he is just being held out for that reason then he'll be ready for Missouri this weekend but I think I don't know if you've seen this or not but Kyrus Jackson has actually been getting a couple carries in practice this week so I'm you know I'm I I think that's kind of just a you know cautionary precautionary uh measure but I think that you know Elijah Holyfield and James Cook and Brian Herring can all kind of tote the rock and and be those guys but at the same time we want that guy back I mean DeAndre Swift is is definitely our prize pony in that situation yeah well as we're getting kind of to the meat of the meat of the SEC uh and getting especially into the east uh these next few weeks where we need him same thing we did to South Carolina we just second half we just broke them and that was what we did. We ran the ball and we just broke them. And we're going to have to do that every week. And we're just going to have to play with these guys and eventually just break their wills, break their spirits, murder them, kill them, <laughs> <laughs> do whatever we got to do, <laughs> whatever it takes to ruin right. ruin these ruin these people. But I, I I'm concerned, but I'm hoping it's more so just we're going. We want to just hold him as long as we can and just get him ready. Hey man, what about all uh, our, one of our other star? Offensive weapons, one of many. Oh, Miko Harbin, man, he's 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 still turning it up, and I think you and I, you and I talked about it earlier. I mean, the guy needs more national attention. I mean, I think he is actually. Didn't you say he was on ESPN's uh, kind of Heisman list? He was he was listed on there. Yeah, he was down, he was in there, um, and and so he's. I think as we start getting into the season, if he can keep this production getting a few of these marquee games because like i said we play ten, we're playing tennessee 330 so that'll be a big cbs game he had that big he had that uh a few big plays against south carolina um he, he's gonna i think he's gonna get the t- attention he deserves here not uh before long if we just keep giving him the ball because uh, he had a he had a hell of a game this past weekend especially with that punt return uh he would have had a hell of a game without that but that just kind of sealed it and uh he's He's special, man. Just get whatever whatever way we have to do it. Just give him the ball and let him let him go. I mean, how long have we been waiting for him to just bust one of those punt returns? And then he finally did. I mean, I was it was at a point in the game last weekend where I think you and I were both probably you know starting to nod off kind of thing. I mean, we we had the game in the wrap and wraps and. <laughs> all of a sudden, Miko gets a little bit of space, and I'm I'm thinking he probably will get tackled at like the 50 yard line and then he scoots past everybody takes it in the, the punter had no chance i i don't know if i've been, ever been more excited for a punt return even though it didn't it was basically meaningless but the fact that Miko harbin finally got that big punt return and kind of was able to you know kind of get past that barrier that he's been kind of running into every time and now now it's like okay he's got that confidence now he's going to have to turn it up and do that against a big-time opponent. Well, see, he's, he's tasted that blood. Now he's ready. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. He's, he's just he's, – he's, he's a weapon that, that we haven't seen in a long time. And I think that, you know, he's just going to be one of those guys that he's going to continue his production. He's getting better and better at his receiving – his hands have gotten a lot better this year as we've noted before. I think he's truly going to get the Heisman attention if he can kind of keep up his production on the offense. I mean, he's getting these big gashing receiving plays, 
And if we can kind of keep that up, man, I think he might get more and more national attention. And, I mean, you know, we'll have to get the college game day guys to, to talk about him a little bit because they need to. The way that we've been gashing Missouri's defense over the last couple of seasons, uh, I think he's ready to have a field day. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was the number? How many how many yards did we have over the past two years against Missouri? It was well over 1,000. And so, like, it's just <laughs> – it might have been it might have been like right around 1,100 that we've had over the last two years. And I mean, we just we have just beaten the hell out of them. Man, last time I checked that that so the spread right now is actually fourteen favoring us, and you know last year the game was a what was it fifty six to twenty eight something like that, and I know it was close at one point. I mean, we were tied twenty one twenty one, and uh, then we kind of pulled away from them, but still, it, Missouri just isn't going to have the defense. I feel like every year they have some pretty good defensive linemen and outside linebackers. I mean, right now on the year, I checked it earlier, they have six sacks and one of those one of those guys has a couple, what's his name again? It's like Kale, yeah, Kale, no, sorry, Chris Turner. Uh, so, I mean, we need to keep an eye out for him, make sure he's not going to be very disruptive. I've got full confidence in, in our offensive line. I, I mean, we've got the beef to move anybody in the country around right now. So I'm not too concerned about the defensive line. And let's be honest, they gave up 37 points to Purdue last weekend. So, And Purdue is a winless football team. They've won zero games this year. Then they also played Wyoming, and they've played UT Martin. And I think they gave up 17 and 10 to them. This defense is not good, and we're going to run all over them. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do the grown man football, like just like what we did when we went down there to Columbia in 2012. There better, better be a sign that says, hey, wake up, man. Y'all still ain't in the grown man football. Mm, yes, we're we're here to show you what it looks like. Uh, the fact that they have gone to the, to the SEC cha- SEC championship game uh, since they've been in the conference is a testament to uh, to how poorly we have performed uh, over the last few years. I mean, they should never have even sniffed it. And I mean, they had some better teams. Like, don't get me wrong. But the the entire SEC East, though, right? I mean, right. it's been so terrible for so long, right? right. And so it's. It, I'm glad that things are now the way that they should be, <laughs> but the uh, yeah. but the the way that God intended it. <laughs> and uh, that's right, but that's right. I think when he when he split the Southeastern Conference in two, right? You know, that's when he knew <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so they they had those they had those two years back to back that they went there. I mean, it was just kind of fluky. Then they. They both got blown out. I mean, I mean, they got both they got blown out in both years. So it's just the SEC East has been down for so long. I mean, it's just I'm just happy that it's kind of people are starting to realize that it's okay. The SEC West is top to bottom probably the best division in football. But then don't don't forget to look across the across the way uh, across the border at Georgia because they're up there right right there with them. And then so oh yeah, a couple absolutely. a couple points I wanted to bring up on on the game last year is I mean last week excuse me is two dogs had their first touchdowns of their career Tyler Simmons had that big run around the end uh, I think it went for about 53 yards Jason Stanley had that n- nice nine yard touchdown catch both those guys are two guys I mean they're, they're the two guys that I circled last week is just like the unsunk heroes of this offense I mean they've been great blocking receivers down the field and now they're finally getting a little bit of recognition that they deserve because they got a couple of touchdowns, which is great. I don't expect them to have a whole lot of production in that department for the rest of the year. I just wanted to kind of highlight them real quick, man. I just uh, I appreciate those guys, and I think that they're they're just damn good dogs. And I want to you know make sure that they're you know recognized for for you know that's big 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 time, man. You know you get your first touchdown in the career, gotta have it, man. Gotta have it. Uh, I w- I do want to say real quick. Also, Holyfield was our first rusher of the year to get over 100 yards, which is somewhat surprising, except for the fact that we've been such a, I mean, such a running back by committee team. And, I, you know, we can kind of transition into the fact that Missouri is also a running back by committee team. And I'm not saying that they have a whole lot of rushing yards, but Missouri has, let's see, so they have 595 rushing yards this season, and we have 816. So, you know, obviously we're they're more pass happy. Drew Locke has 1,062 passing yards right now, and so they're gonna throw the ball. They're gonna try to throw on DeAndre. They're gonna th- try to throw on J.R. Reed. They're gonna try to throw on Richard LeCount. 
but they're definitely going to try to throw on Tyson Campbell, no doubt about that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I think we're just going to pound them into oblivion. They they may be able to put up some points on us, but the closer we've gotten to it, and just the, the fact that, like I said, Purdue put up points on them, they let Purdue come back and be in that ball game. We have the ability to just beat the beat the doors off of them and just and and in this pretty quick. To me, I think we should be done. We should, if we play to the level that we should. And maybe if Swift comes back and we're doing the things we need to be doing, this game could be – we could be doing very similar to what we did in South Carolina, in my my personal personal opinion. Yeah, I think that – so we're going to come out running the football. There's no doubt about it. I, I think my main concern for this game, and I think this is probably, you know, just kind of emphasizing the same thing that everybody else is worried about. But basically, we have to get to the quarterback. We've got one sack on the year. We've got a few tackles for loss, but we have to get to Drew Locke and make him feel uncomfortable this uh, this weekend. And the funny thing is, you know, Kirby keeps on leading on like he's not concerned about it. I think behind closed doors, he is kind of concerned about it. But at the same time, we've been against South Carolina. We were able to get enough pressure to make Jake Bentley uncomfortable. Although we only, I don't, did we? I don't think we had a single sack that game. But at the same time, we still were able to make him uncomfortable in the pocket, and that's all we really need to do. Because if he's going to be trying to throw against, you know, our secondary right now, you know, minus Tyson Campbell, who I think is really playing pretty well, but he's still he's still a freshman. He's going to make those kind of mistakes. I mean, we saw it against South Carolina when they did that, you know, toss, you know, toss sweep reverse pass play, which is. I, you know that kind of stuff is just cheap. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be doing that to get a touchdown, which we might see from Missouri this weekend. I mean, I guarantee you we'll see some sort of trick play. But if they gotta resort to that kind of tactic, then I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I, I think Drew Locke's gonna be trying to extend the field more so this weekend than than Jake Bentley did, and so we'll have to see. I don't even know if any of their receivers are. I mean, they've got that one guy, that Emmanuel Hall guy, who's he's got 430 yards on the on the season. If we put DeAndre on him, then we should be fine. Yeah, I think the main thing with him is 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 Locke can make he can make some plays with his feet too. So it's more so us just keeping the like just the pocket collapsing on him, just trying to get everybody in on on him and not because that's the thing that always gets us is when we. The, those plays get long and our, our ends kind of get around him and we leave that hole and then they they run for 12 14 15 yards and um and and get that first down that way so i, I think if we can just do very similar like I said to what we did in south carolina because but and also drew lock is a different quarterback i'm um, going back and watching some of their film and, and their their highlights i mean he's a, he can he can sling it and he can sling it a long long way he had a lot of pretty balls last week against purdue um, I mean, they still. I think it was was it forty to thirty seven. I think was the final score, um, or something yeah. like that. And I mean, they, they had to kick a last second field goal, but I mean, they, they still put up forty points on them. Um, and he had some some pretty balls. So I mean, I I mean, I still I think they're going to score some points. I mean, I could easily see them getting similar to last year. I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what will happen. But I I do think he's just he's better than he was last year. But he also hasn't played a defense like ours. That's right. That's right. I think he's going to struggle. You know, if he doesn't have any kind of run support, if we kind of hold them steady at somewhere around the same same uh, number that we held South Carolina to, then I think he's going to have a lot of trouble trying to. I mean, they don't run. I mean, they run the spread style offense, and you know, Derek Derek Dooley's their freaking <laughs> offensive coordinator. I mean, that guy's. Uh, I know he's got a great last name, and you know, I don't mean to slander that, but let's be honest, that guy's trash. If if he puts up more than 21 points against us, I'll be upset. That's that's the way I'll put it. I think I think we should get 40 plus and if they get more than 21, then I'm upset. It, people are saying that this is, you know, at this point in the season, you know, prior to the season in our preview, we we're like, "All right, this is this is definitely the trap game." And don't get me wrong, it is still a trap game. But from what I can see, their 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 schedule and what who they've played and how they've performed against them. I mean, I I've watched some Purdue games. I've watched them play Northwestern on that Thursday night. I saw them play a little bit this past weekend against Missouri. They're not a good football team, and if they're struggling to beat a, a good football team, last second field goal to go up by three points, then we should demolish them. I mean, if we're considering ourselves to be on the same level as Alabama or potentially better then 
you know, when we get these 14-point spreads, you know, we should cover it. We should absolutely demolish this team. So, I don't know. To me, the biggest worry is obviously getting some pressure on the quarterback. We cannot let them get establish any kind of running game. And if we do that, I think our offense is certainly, I mean, of course, they're passing the ball a little bit more. But at the same time, what wins what wins championships? A, a damn good defense and a run game, and that's what I mean. That's how Alabama's done it for years. That's how every good football team throughout the history of college football has won has won championships. So if you're kind of comparing it just based off of those factors, we should demolish them. But obviously, on calling the dogs, we don't make predictions. Let's just hope that we play well, right? <laughs> I, I just I just pray. <laughs> I pray that we we play the way we should because I've never and I feel myself I'm like coming into this week and I'm just starting to feel confident and like I'm looking at these numbers and I look at how we played like I played the last few weeks and I'm just like we're playing really good and I have all this confidence and then I in my back of my mind I'm telling myself we're still Georgia we're still Georgia just calm calm down <laughs> just reel it in <laughs> don't don't buy too much into the hype I mean believe in the team but at the same time know that okay, this is college football, crazy stuff happens week in, week out. So let's just not take it for granted what this this you know caliber of a team we got. And as long as our defensive line plays well and our offensive, I mean, our outside linebackers get pressure, I, I'm not worried about this ball game. Well, and I'll tell you this too, it's just we've just also never been at the point where if we have three or four starters that are having an off day on either side of the ball, depending on what those positions are, we are so deep now. We can put guys in, they're ready to go. I mean, it's just a whole sure. different – like we're just we're just playing a whole different style of football than we have been. And it's just – it's tough – like I said, tough for me to get my mind around. Well, I think we could probably take some receivers and put them in, out, you know, outside linebacker and they do all right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kyrus Jackson is big enough. That dude's stout, man. That guy could probably play inside linebacker and cover the entire field like Roquan did if we give him a chance. But – I mean, yeah, you're right. We, we're so deep at the point where, you know, we got we have guys, and I think so. Some another thing I wanted to bring up is I think William Poole, who you know he's he's been playing that star position. I think he's pretty much established himself in that position. But at the same time, we've got probably four different guys that could play that position. I mean, Tyree McGee, D'Angelo Gibbs, William Poole, and Mark Webb are kind of the four guys that have gotten time there. The fact that D'Angelo Gibbs is second string safety and second string star or second or third string star i mean what who who is this team i mean the truly the only position on defense that i'm just kind of start questioning at this point in the season is the middle linebackers but at the same time they've still got they've still had some solid production there Jawan taylor natrez and monty have all played well enough for me to to feel fairly confident in them but they're just not none of them are stars like Roquan like we've obviously highlighted several times on on, on this podcast well and, and I think too it's just like with all the rotating and everything like that they're every they're all they've all gotten the playing time and now I think as we start to get in these bigger these bigger SEC East games and um start playing more conference teams you'll see so I think you'll see somebody probably step up and probably kind of take that take that role and kind of be in, be in, be in charge there. So, all right, Chancy. Um, so basically at this point, you know, what, what are your kind of last thoughts on heading into this game? You know, what, how do you feel about it? Play the Georgia way and we, we won't have a problem. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. That's, that's my thoughts. Just don't dumb penalties. If we can kind of stay away from that kind of stuff, your, your usual on the road stuff, run the ball, no dumb penalties, no big turnovers. We're golden. So that's 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 my yeah. thought. I was I was basically gonna say the same thing. You know, play disciplined football, pound the ground, do a little play action. Don't take too many chances. Keep the ball out of their hands, and, and we'll be fine. I mean, we, like I said, I expect us to get at least forty plus, and I I don't want them to get more than twenty one points. And twenty one points. I mean, to me, when it gets that twenty point threshold, I get upset. But if it's below that, I'm good, you know. If it's like 17, I'm, I can live with that. That's fine. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're just going to live by the the Kirby principles of physicality, toughness, and composure. And then we're good. That's right. Yeah. Just follow, follow the leader. It's Kirby <laughs> smart. That's, that's all I got to say about that. 
let's uh i tell you what so as we know now thankfully this came out today but the 2019 schedule came out today there's a few different games that i wanted to highlight and i mean you, you have it in front of you as well uh yeah go ahead and cir- circle september 21st is the biggest game of september we play notre dame at home please don't sell your tickets kids <laughs> <laughs> this is this is we're we're not about to let Notre Dame have a home game in our stadium, which I don't expect our fans to do that. You know, shame on those Notre Dame fans that sold out for. I mean, what did they sell? I mean, it was like forty or it might have been half the stadium was uh, full of Jordan. The, fans. the the best the best part of that whole process was somebody made the Rudy video of like the part where they come in and like they lay their jerseys down on the table or whatever, but it was just, they changed it and they just made it the fans and all the fans like just came in and started putting their tickets on the table. <laughs> and it was just like, we got to do it for these, for these Georgia people. Like they're traveling so far away or something like, I can't remember what it was, yeah. but they all, all these people just lined up, started putting the tickets on the table, but we, we will not have that problem. Sanford stadium will be ballistic. It will be, it will be a wonderful, a wonderful experience. But this the schedule is is interesting. The timing of games and stuff. We don't play South Carolina till October, and, and that's just that's a weird. I know we had it last year, and 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 that's different. But we play Vandy first, and that one's weird. This is a it's a it's a different schedule than we've had really in the past. At, at least as far back as I can remember. That, yeah, playing Vandy first, which thankfully we at least have the a good decent football game to watch in the first I mean at least we're playing an SEC team you know albeit it's it's Vanderbilt but it's so it's weird because this is like a full 14 week schedule this year or next year and so we actually play Vanderbilt on that first or last weekend in August but then we have two open dates one is after Notre Dame and one's before the Florida game you know like it is traditionally yeah and so that was that was threw me off too but I mean yeah we've got a I mean, I as I kind of look at it and just like we play Kentucky in October too. So I mean, like it's a weird schedule, but as I look at it, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of the schedule. <laughs> I'm excited about it. The only thing I'm not excited about is we play. So yeah, we have that bye weekend before Florida, but then we play five teams that are at least d- decent football teams in November, back to back to back to back to back to back. I don't know how many backs I got to say to make it back to back, but uh, Florida. So we play Florida, Missouri, Auburn, and then Texas A&M at home, and then finish with Georgia Tech like we always do. And man, we finally play Texas A&M. Holy cow! I know. And, and the way that it's uh, starting to look, that they they going to be good next year. It's going to be a fun schedule. But yeah, as you, like you said, like that's a travel home, travel home, travel to kind of end the season and that's tough that's tough on a team so i'm hoping that we can kind of get to that point kind of unscathed uh but i think we're gonna have a squad that can uh that can handle it well we you know it's just yeah i mean you're right we're, we're kind of throwing around like south carolina has traditionally been in that september slot usually the second game vanderbilt's usually been on october this year in october or next year in october we have tennessee south carolina kentucky kentucky's usually a november like a later game so it's like Missouri and Kentucky kind of swap spots. Auburn's in their traditional spot, and then Texas. Basically, I think it's because we threw Texas A&M at the end there, um, and that that I mean, and also I mean, besides Auburn, we really have not had that many big games that late in the season. So I'm excited, man. November 23rd, we play Texas A&M, Texas A&M at home. And you're right, though, Jimbo's going to have them a much better team next year after he gets his recruits in there. Yeah, I think it's much. It's a much more fun uh, schedule than, than than this year, uh, especially home-wise. Uh, but I think uh, we're going to have our work cut out for us. No doubt about it. Well, cool, man. I think, uh, you know, we've, we've got uh... – We've got the schedule for next year. I'm excited about that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get a quick review of last week's games of the week. Why do we have uh, to so do last, this? <laughs> because I really just want to bring it up just so I can rub it in a little bit. But so last week, uh, Chancy Chancy had he struggled a little bit. Last week, Chancy went five. Excuse me, one and five. I uh, missed on the Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Auburn, Ohio State, and USC. Which USC you had. 
Texas originally, but then you changed it just because I picked Texas. And uh, he, the only Bastard. one he got was Alabama. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> we both picked Alabama, and they, they covered, as we all know, they demolished Ole Miss last weekend. Um, but I went I went 3-3, three and three, and so the overall scores for the year so far, Chansey's at 40% with 4-6. and six. I'm at 5-5. Five and five. So uh, we're kind of still neck and neck. We'll see how this season kind of plays out a little bit. Let's go ahead and um, get the games of the week for this week. Chansey, I'll throw them to you like usual, and then uh, you knock them out of the park, brother. All right, Chansey and Cheese games of the games week. Games of the week. <laughs> Texas A&M plays Alabama. Alabama is favored like they always are, uh, minus 27. <sighs> Who do you got there, Chance? Oh, my God. This is a... It's it's in Alabama too. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, oh, we just still don't know how good A and M actually is. Like I think like they had a really good game against Clemson, but I think they were just rearing to go. I got I don't know, and they just played out of their mind. Um, I'm gonna go with A and M, but you just never you should never bet against Alabama not to cover. <laughs> so. That's so. The funny thing is, I actually. You know, if I was actually putting a bet on this game, I think I would actually put Texas A&M. But the fact that Alabama just covers every week in and week out, I kind of want to pick them just because we discussed this earlier. But if they they cover this kind of spread against bad teams all the time, and most of the time it's in the mid 30s. But if they cover 27 points against Texas A&M, who we believe to be a pretty good football team, then Alabama as I told you earlier, is going to demolish everyone in the, their path, I feel like. So let's just hope that they s- slip up at some point. But, I, I, yeah, i got to take Alabama in this game. South Carolina plays Vanderbilt in Vanderbilt. South Carolina is favored by two points. Who you got there, Chance? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with the Cox. I uh, feel like South Carolina's a good team. I think we just handed it to them. And, uh, you would go with the Cox. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Well then, <laughs> and uh, um, probably won't be by a lot, but uh, I mean I could see him winning that game by 10, 10 14 points. Remember what? Event. Do you remember what happened last weekend? Last weekend, whenever you picked Auburn against LSU and you got burned on it, and you should have never picked Auburn in the first place. Well, it's not like that this time. I'm going to pick South Carolina as well. <laughs> I think Vanderbilt, just like last year, they played well on the on the front end of the schedule and. And then they got to Alabama and got beat fifty nine to zero. And this is gonna—I don't—I don't think it's gonna be quite like that. I think South Carolina probably wins by like maybe maybe ten or something like that. But I think South Carolina is gonna show this weekend that they're actually a pretty formidable team. And let's be honest—if they win this game and they win it substantially, then it makes us look better. So anything that makes us look better, I'm gonna go ahead and pull for. It. So I got South Carolina too. TCU plays Texas. <laughs> TCU's favored at this moment. By three and a half, it's in Texas. Who you got there? TCU looked good against Ohio State. Uh, they they played well. It kind of just kind of got away from them at the end. Three and a half is a tough one. I'm curious to see what that is by the end of the week. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to go up. Yeah, no uh, doubt about it. Yeah, I, I'm go. I'm going with the uh, with the horny toads. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the horny toads as well. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think they actually demolished Texas. Uh, sorry, Tyler Sanye. Uh, I, I I I like Texas. I pull for them, but I think TCU's in a different league. And and in fact, we were, I was reading something earlier, and I totally agree with it. But it was basically like saying that last weekend Texas beat USC, who I think is going to be potentially a losing football team this year. Uh, and they beat them, you know, they beat them by a good enough margin where people actually started to consider them to be a pretty good football team. TCU lost to a very good Ohio State t- football team, but that score was actually pretty misleading. They kind of they started to pull away at the end. I think TCU is definitely a better football team, and you know, I think they cover that spread for sure. That that spread started at two and a half, and it's gone up to three and a half now. I think by the by game time, it'll probably be five and a half, maybe six. So. We'll see what TCU does there. So, I just wanted to bring this one up. <laughs> Florida plays Tennessee in the in the toilet bowl <laughs> and it literally is in Tennessee, so which is looks the like actual, a toilet bowl. In the actual toilet bowl. <laughs> Florida's uh, favored by four and a half. I really just wanted to bring it up just because I really would rather like not I don't want anybody to get hurt, but really 
that the, the the teams and those the fans of those teams don't deserve to even be watching football and uh, anymore. I'm not even gonna make a pick. They both suck. Do you want to make a pick? They deserve the death penalty, both of them. Yeah, <laughs> their programs, they're so bad. their programs, they're so their fans don't deserve. They deserve the like the NCAA to come in and just say stop everyone, stop this. <laughs> this can't go on anymore. <laughs> just everyone leave, go home. You no longer have football programs. <laughs> you are responsible for people gouging their eyes out on Saturdays. We don't need you anymore. I, so, yeah, Florida plays Tennessee. Used to be one of the biggest games of the SEC season. Now it means nothing. Both of those teams are still going to fade away into nothing. So, anyway, I just wanted to list it just because I wanted to bring up that they both suck and we don't care about them. Texas plays Oklahoma – sorry, Texas Tech plays Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State. They're favored – sorry, Oklahoma State is favored by 13. Who you got there? Uh, I'm going with the uh, with, with the Cowboys. Uh, they'll be slinging the ball around. <laughs> well, they're both going to be slinging the ball around. That's all they do in the Big Twelve is they don't play defense well, and just throw the ball well, around. Oklahoma Oklahoma State is just it is just like they're just a very probably slightly above average team. So and Texas Tech is just they're not very good. And so I just I I. I think Oklahoma State can probably. That's kind of a that's kind of a tough spread, um, but it being at Oklahoma State, I, I think I think they they can get but uh, by two touchdowns on them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, except I don't agree. I think Texas Tech. <laughs> I think Texas Tech. I'm going to take Texas Tech and the points. I'm not going to take them outright. I think that Texas Tech is going to stay within maybe a touchdown, maybe ten points here. Um, they played Houston last weekend, and I think they scored like a hundred, hundred thousand points. <laughs> it was like legitimately like it was over a hundred. It was definitely like a hundred fifteen, hundred twenty points, something like that. So, um, you know, they're just going to be air raiding it all over the place. I'm going to say Texas Tech with the points. Stanford plays Oregon. I know Pac-12 doesn't re- really mean anything, but this might be their biggest game of the year. One of, or one of the. Um, it's in Oregon. Stanford's favored by two points here. That I do want to say that point spread shifted from favoring Oregon by it was either a point or two to favoring Stanford by two points very quickly. With that being said, with that knowledge, Chancy, who who do you have? Eugene is a very tough place to play, and uh, you all Alton Stadium. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a tough place to play, and I think it's a it's a weird one. But I think this I think this could actually be like a super fun game to watch. I'm probably gonna go with Stanford just because defense are just a well rounded team. Um, I'm I'm gonna best best way I'm going there. I'm gonna go with Stanford too. Uh, this is the as we all know, or as some people know, Phil Knight went to both of these schools, Oregon for undergrad, and then he went to Stanford for his master's or something like that. So it's the Nike Bowl. And uh, I think I think Stanford actually beats them by at least a touchdown. It's just one of those things that Pac-12 football is is the most pred- unpredictable conference in the, in the land. I don't care what anybody says. So uh, I'm going to go with Stanford there too. And I think, I think they kind of – and what they, the reason they've been successful in the Pac-12 is everybody, every other team runs the pass-happy West Coast offense, and I think Stanford definitely has a bit of the West Coast offense too. But they also know how to ground and pound, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Stanford uh, with the, with the points there. So I think that's pretty much that's all our games of the week. I'm gonna go ahead and record those just so we know uh, who's, who's gonna win. I, I don't think we had, we only had two that were differing. I believe so. We'll see who wins. Uh, wins the the week there. Chancy, I I mean for the most part we I think we covered everything. What's your uh What's your plans for the game? So that's actually a good question. So I'm uh I'm 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 flirting with a few different ideas, but uh most likely going to be hanging out uh, with the family and uh and hanging out here and um just. Hadn't really been with them all watching the game yet at any point, but I'm going to Atlanta on Sunday to watch the Braves hopefully clinch. Uh, they were losing at one. I don't know if we checked the score recently, um, 
but want to go see the. I haven't been to the new uh, SunTrust Park, so I'm I'm super jazzed about that. Uh, I didn't get get there last year. So. They're they're getting their ass kicked right now. Splendid, <laughs> splendid, perfect. It's it's the bottom of the eighth. It's uh, six to one Cardinals. Good. They're in a funk, man. My my brother was talking about it earlier this or earlier today. They're just they're just not playing well right now. They don't need to be doing that right before we go to the playoffs. But thankfully, they got a decent little lead here. And if they kind of get out of this and win one against St. Louis, then you know, hopefully, we can make something happen. But yeah, they're yeah, so they're, I mean, they're not. You, you don't. They're trying kind of up in the air. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say they're they're trying to ruin my my dreams of watching them clinch in Atlanta. But yeah, so we're kind of kind of still playing, figuring out what we're gonna do. What what, what y'all doing? So I gotta go down to uh, Middle Georgia area uh, to for work on Thursday and Friday, and uh, so I'm gonna stick around town, and then we're gonna go out to the lake on Friday evening and kind of spend the whole weekend there. And uh, my wife is gonna come as well, and so we're gonna just kind of watch it on the dock, man. There ain't nothing better than watching a football game while floating on some noodles in the middle of the middle of the lake. So. We got the TV set up down there, and damn, I love it. Just a good old Briner Lake Sinclair football extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, just doing what we do best, floating in the lake and drinking beer and watching football. <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there anything to life than that? <laughs> oh, no, nothing nothing, nothing finer in the land. I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good weekend. I, I'm pumped. Um, we're we're going to have some fun. We're gonna have some fun, so it's gonna be good. And anything else you uh you need to tell the people? You gotta let them know before we before we sign off this week. No, uh, well, yes, I do have something. One more thing to say. Breaking news. She does actually have a thought. <laughs> he does. He does think sometimes. Uh, I I do want to say, swift or not, maintain your confidence in this running back. This this group of running backs. Like we said a thousand times before, we got a stable, and I'm I'm not saying. And I think Swift is the most talented, but I think Elijah and Harrion and James Cook can carry the load, and we can be fine against this puny little Missouri's team. Uh, and then that's basically just keep your confidence in that. As long as we got the defense going, we'll be we'll be gosher. I love it. Trust in Kirby. That's got to. That is my. That is my. That is my final thought. <laughs> <laughs> in all things well, good, just, good. in all things just trust Kirby <laughs> that's right that's right alright man well go dogs dogs on top we'll see we'll see y'all in the recap bye hey. oh shit I should probably stop mine <laughs> uh, and it is Thank y'all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.